Hello, this is Vin Peterson. Welcome to Politics Weekly, and today we're going to be talking about uh, another mass shooting, unfortunately. Uh, 19 people were killed, 19 children, along with two teachers. That's 21 people killed in the state of Texas after a man used a AR-15 assault rifle to enter a school. And he killed approximately, he killed 21 people. He was later shot himself. That doesn't really count. Um, and there's also 19 police officers there, but it didn't seem to do anything, right? The good guy with a gun just didn't cut it, right? And, like, and I think, like, an analysis by NPR said, like, less than 1% of firearms are used in self-defense cases. Another thing is that in Texas, you have to be, um, you only have to be 18 to buy any type of gun, long or hand, but, um, in other states like Florida, you have to be 21 to buy an assault rifle. They changed that, and they also enacted red flag laws, which are basically a law where a judge can confiscate a person, an individual's firearm if they're viewed credibly to threaten somebody else or their self, um, that they could potentially be taken away for an indefinite period of time under a red flag law. I think I heard approximately, like, 70% of Republicans, according to a poll from the Pew Research Center, support things like that, actually. Universal background checks are also fairly popular, um, yep. And there seems to be bipartisan talk about red flag laws between Texas Senator John Corden and Democratic Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. So, we'll see about that, um... But, you know, I just want to elaborate on what some other countries did after mass shooting. Australia had a conservative prime minister named John Howard. He was a conservative party leader. And what he did was pretty monumental after 35 people were killed with a man with an assault rifle. So what he did was that he enacted um, he a gun buyback program. It took about a third of guns outside of circulation. You can... And, Impose strict new requirements, including waiting periods, licensing uh, requirements, and background checks. And gun deaths dropped um, following that. Um, so yeah, and that was by a conservative prime minister who was actually one of the more conservative party leaders. And it was support, and he was able to get it through despite it. And then I think in like Switzerland, they had a mass shooting. They enacted some pretty strict gun laws. So did the UK. Right, they still have guns, but they're just much more, they still allow personal use of guns, but they're still much, they're much more restricted than the U.S. Like, the U.S., especially my home state of Arizona, has very loose gun laws. Like, you don't even need a permit for a concealed carry weapon in Arizona, and open carry is pretty much legal anywhere in Arizona. Contrary to California, you do need a permit for concealed carry, and you can only open carry in counties less with less than 100,000 people. Right, so it's much more strict in California. Massachusetts and Illinois, Nebraska, they require you get a license in or before you purchase a gun. So gun law is actually very state by state. But one thing that the Australia system did is it nationalized things when they put the gun control like um, laws in Australia. They nationalized the entire system, like taken away from like state governments in Australia, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and that's probably what makes the U.S. practically any different from any other country on its gun laws, is how it's regulated and varies wildly at the state level, which I find fascinating. I'm curious, though, is Arizona going to enact any stricter gun control measures? I'm not sure. Um, because I think in 2018, after Parkland, 
Um, Florida implement raised the age to buy a gun to, from 18 to 21, initiated, and initiated a red flag law that was signed by the state's Republican Governor Rick Scott at the time. So, yeah. I'm curious whether or not there'll be bipartisan talks of either licensing or red flag laws in Arizona. Yep. But I do think that licensing is actually very effective. Um, for example, um, Massachusetts and Connecticut, when they had their licensing law going to effect, their gun rates did drop. And when Missouri repealed theirs in 2007 under Governor Blunt, their gun deaths increased exponentially following that period. Um, so, yep. So that's going to be quite interesting to see how that works out. One thing, there's a few things to note, though, um, yeah, is that even after Parkland and even after a large grassroots movement of people supporting gun control, there might be some changes at the state level, but there's probably going to be very minimal at the federal level, even with these bipartisan talks about things like red flag laws, because there was something very similar to this just a few years ago in 2013 in Sandy Hook with, I think, the Manjin Toomey Amendment and a few other things. It was blocked by the filibuster, which I think, I think it needs to go, I think the filibuster needs to be nuked, actually. I think it needs to be nuked, if not abolished. Um, the 60-vote closure needs to be nuked. Yeah, and probably the entire filibuster needs to be nuked, I think. That it should be agreed by a simple majority, just like it is in the U.S. House of Representatives. And the filibuster is not in the Constitution, either. Alright, so that's going to be interesting. I know it's controversial about the so-called nuclear option, like what Harry Reid did in 2013, but I think it's fair if, if you ask my opinion. That's just my opinion, though. But uh, another thing is that, like Australia, like prior to all these gun control restrictions, they actually had a they had a gun culture and a gun culture where it was like a right, not necessarily a privilege. They had something very similar to that. Um, similar to what we have in the U.S. today and have been having for, I don't know, the past, like, nine, like, the past several decades, right? They've had something similar. And there was also the NRA convention in the same state, Houston, Texas, just about 400 miles away from the shooting in Uvalde, by the way, um, and where Ted Cruz attended, and he said the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. This was the proving ground. There are 19 armed police officers, and there's a lot of questions still about law enforcement's response to the shooting. And I do think that, yeah, I know that that was interesting. And Greg Abbott, the Republican governor of Texas, he's, he actually sent a pre-recorded message to the National Rifle Association Convention. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think Senator John Cornyn and uh, Dan Crenshaw pulled out, but I heard it was only due to scheduling conflicts, and I think... Dan Crenshaw went on CNN in opposition of red flag laws, despite their bipartisan support. So that's going to be. So that's kind. Of, so I'm not. I don't understand that, but still. In terms of, yeah, it's just crazy how we're dealing with this stuff. In terms of what any big. Um, one thing is that one thing that was interesting is sports was um, has been getting a lot of press for this. Like Steve Kerr, whose father was killed in a gun violence accident, he spoke out in favor of some new gun restrictions, and by the way, actually, a majority of gun owners support things like universal background checks, according to the most poll the vast majority of polling, by the way. And another place that was interesting was the Miami Heat, where they did a silent prayer vigil, but they also did something one step further, 
and that was that they gave every they gave the phone number of the Florida State senators and, um, to ask them to call for common sense gun laws, and also um, gave them and also gave them a link to register to vote to make change at the ballot box, and the crowd um, erupted into applause after that, which was interesting. Yep. Yep, but I mean, I just want to point out on a few things, a few startling statistics. Um, it's not video games. That's the first thing I'll address. Japan spends a lot more of a percentage of their gross domestic product on video games, and they don't have frequent mass shootings. No, they only had about four mass shootings. And they only had about six people killed from guns in Japan in, like, 2014. And even when adjusted to population, that's, like, not even close to the U.S. And... Another thing is that gun deaths actually recently surpassed car accidents, according to the latest data from the CDC. So gun deaths are now the leading cause of premature death. Um, the leading cause of unnatural premature death among Americans in the U.S. Another thing is that guns... Um, yeah, I think there are around 37,000 deaths from car crashes, but around 44,000 deaths from firearms just last year in 2002. Just two years ago, I think, when we had the latest data in 2020. I know a lot of people I heard were starting to purchase firearms during the pandemic. Another thing is that the marketing of the NRA, or the National Rifle Association, and gun lo gun lobbyists in general, is that they market guns. Like, during the Obama administration, for example, gun sales spiked significantly. And then I think, like, after Trump was elected, like, Smith & Wesson's, like, stock price, like, crashed because... There was going to be less demand because people weren't afraid of the government taking their guns. And then after, like, each and every mass shooting, gun sales spike significantly. Um, and it's just the marketing around how they claim that the government is going to take away your firearms, right? And that's what they're argue. That's what they argue in order to get more gun sales. And the NRA does receive money from gun manufacturers including Smith & Wesson, the manufacturer that produced the gun used in the Parkland shooting. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's going So it's depressing about just gave off some kind of startling things. And I'm perfectly fine with people owning guns as long as, as long as they keep them safe um, and, like, store them safely. I think there could definitely be compromise on, like, some safe storage laws. I think there's only, like, very few states where, like, you can be arrested for storing a gun improperly that leads to a person's death. There's very few states that have them. There's a few, but not many. Right. And there are some states that require things like trigger locks or, like, that ammunition be locked up separately. Like, I think in, yeah, a few states that do that. And I think in Australia, like, you're required to lock up ammunition and um, a gun in a separate safe in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I think they also banned semi-automatics. You also have to... Get a police permit, and you have to. And there's a 28 day waiting period, and I think firearms are also recorded into a national registry. Um, so, yep. And, but the thing is that the U.S. does have the Second Amendment, which I guess could potentially restrict things like some like gun buyback programs, things like that could face a lot of legal challenges about possibly infringing on the Second Amendment. That's the. That's what. There's definitely going to be some concerns about that, but, like, they can't go as far as the European countries because guns are treated like a privilege, like, because there's no constitutional right for owning a firearm in Europe or Australia.
And by the way, another startling statistic is that the U.S. has more guns per capita than any other country in the world. And in fact, we have more guns than Yemen, which is at a civil war right now. Yeah, which is crazy. We have a lot of guns. And the only countries that rank higher on gun violence are places like El Salvador, like where people are like, like El Salvador and Venezuela or like Honduras or like extremely poor countries where like people are fleeing to come to the U.S., um... Uh, do yeah, where they're right, like incredibly violent places, right? And those are like the only countries that have higher gun death rates. Another thing is that, um, yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of discussion about this. I'm curious though how far any of this legislation is, and like, I know there was like mass protest outside the NRA convention, and there seems to be a growing push for gun reform, but. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, and I do think that, I mean, I'm fine, in my opinion, I'm fine with people owning guns, I don't have any problem, I just don't think you should be only gun over 10 rounds, and that you should be required to have training before that, and that you shouldn't be, and that a person who's mentally ill should not be able to purchase a gun. I think that's something fair that most Americans can agree on. In fact, they do, according to the vast majority of polling data. Right, yep, and I just think it's depressing that, like, how we fail to act. But Canada is acting, actually, right after Uvalde. I heard that they recently said that they were going to ban all handguns. Not long guns, but handguns. Um, like guns like pistols or, um, right, things like that. They're banning them, yeah, completely. Um, that's what Justin Trudeau did. Um, he signed a law passed by the... Canadian Parliament in order to restrict um, handguns. Um, yeah, but I don't think any of that will be happening in the U.S., but it just shows you that, I mean, our idea of firearms, like how we treat it as a right, um, and it was built up that way, but in other countries it's much more treated as a privilege and it's a lot more restricted. And, yep... Right, like, people owning an AR-15, I just don't understand. Like, if you are owning an AR-15 for hunting, you must be a very bad hunter. Right, like, yeah, I don't see that, right. Yeah, they're designed to kill people as quickly as possible. That's the main purpose of an AR-15. It was actually known in the military as the M-16. That might sound familiar to people. Right. Yeah, right. But I do, th and, like, I've just seen people, like, using guns as props, like, campaign ads, and I just think it's kind of, I don't like it, people using guns as props, like, in campaign ads, um, because I just don't think, like, these are, there are actual massacres happening where people are, like, children are killed, mm -hmm. but one thing is that, yeah, I'm fine with people owning guns, just not assault-style weapons, yeah, but, like, I think there's, like, uh, like, Ted Cruz, I think, like, had a campaign ad where he was, like, literally cooking bacon on an AR-15, or, like, I think was it Senator Rand Paul who, like, shot up the tax code, um, using an AR-15, or was it, yes, things like that, <laughs> right, and I think McConnell said, like, he'll, he'll be leading bipartisan talks on gun control legislation, though. In the past, he's been a very strong opponent of gun control, and John Cornyn, who's negotiating with Democratic Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, um, perhaps a more center-left Democrat going against a, 
um, negotiating with a pretty conservative Republican who has an A-plus rating, by the way, from the NRA. I think, if I had my guess, I think Murphy would have an F rating from the NRA. That's normal of most, like, pretty much like if you support any type of gun control measure, like, the NRA will, like, give you an F or something like that. And if you post nothing, like, they'll give you an A or an A-plus. That's just usually how it works for lawmakers in the, uh, the NRA. Another thing is that, like, you know, the NRA, like, they say that we should exist enforcing gun laws, like, but, like, they try to gut funding for the Department of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, or, like, and they say that, and they blame violence on things like video games, and it seems very similar to what another group did that, that didn't, um, disclose the harmful activity of its product and was basically a massive lobbying group that was kind of astroturfed. Astroturfing is a form of um, performative grassroots organization that's actually performative, meaning that it's usually special interests that are behind it to give the appearance of a grassroots movement. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. But one thing is that, mm-hmm, in, yeah, like, that's gonna be sad. But it's just sad about how we're dealing with, like, the most gun deaths of practically any country in the world. And by the way, Americans aren't divided on this issue. It's politicians and a very handful of NRA lobbyists who just hate this. Who hate gun control legislation at any cost. They don't need just, like, they don't want any restrictions, practically. Yeah. In, like, Texas and in Arizona, yeah, like, they allow concealed carry without a permit, which is, I think, if you're, I think that's kind of dumb. And, like, another thing is that in those European countries, that's another change in culture, is that, um, is that, like, they don't market guns for self-defense outside of the home. It's only really in the home where you use guns for self-defense. It's mostly outside of the home. It's only used for, like, recreation, like, target shooting or hunting, for example. Yeah. But one thing is that... You know, there are many things that are just, it's a lot of depressing stuff about those children being killed, regardless of whether you not support gun control. But I think the NRA is very similar to the Tobacco Institute, which was a lobbying group opposed to, like, um, opposed to, like, regulation of tobacco products, right? Yeah, I think that eventually flopped, thank goodness, but, like, I think it was, like, it was kind of, like, faked into, like, a smoker's rights campaign, but it was really funded by companies like Philip Morris, and I think, like, they blame, like, similar how the NRA, like, blames gun violence on video games, for example, but, like, they blame, like, they blame, like, smoking on food additives, for example, right, and they claim that's all within the public interest, even though, like, it's funded by a bunch of organizations, and they have, like, a bunch of political lobbying organizations, power. This was like the 1960s though. It was the Tobacco Institute. But anyway, that's all I have for you. This is my commentary on America's state of grappling with gun violence practically every day. Like we're, we have to remind children about like having to be locked where like the only country in the world where you have to remind, you have to explain to your children why you were locked in a, why they were locked into a bathroom for 20 minutes in the dark. Instead of learning to maths and science and politics and history um, and geology and all that. Right. Things like that. It's just disgusting. I mean, I'm disgusted in my opinion. Um, those are my thoughts on America's gun epidemic. Um, yep. 
It's a lot of depressing stuff, and it's just how pathetic our politicians not being able to act. And I do think that the filibuster needs to be scrapped. I think Harry Reid was right when he said it, the filibuster needs to be scrapped. Yeah. Anyway, goodbye. Uh, peace out, and stay above the noise. Bye.